91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast, where we talk real life, real drama, in real time. I'm Katie. And I'm Marie. Hello. Hello, and welcome back for a brand new week. We have a very special guest, a great friend of mine that I haven't seen in over a decade, which we just discovered, and it freaks me out. But they are an incredible writer. They are an incredible producer. They are a hilarious person. And they are my good friend, Daniel Lavery. Welcome, everyone. I mean, Katie, it's just so beautiful to see your face. And it truly does feel like, in some ways, like, oh, yeah, I just saw you on campus five minutes ago. We're 24 years old. It's true. We both escaped uh, a Christian university. <laughs> we made our way out. And, uh, and you've done so much more with your life in publishing books and writing for um, incredible blogs. Dear Prudence, if you're familiar with it, that is Daniel himself. What have you been up to these days? Man, well, uh, I feel like pretty recently uh, I made some really good potatoes. Oh, nice. uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it feels goofy because it feels like it's one thing if you say like, oh, I like was sent to a lot of like difficult Christian schools as a child. It still <laughs> feels like the right word. But my goodness, we were just college age. I could have gone to other colleges. I really, if I, I escaped, it was from my own trap. Um, I really put myself <laughs> and I remember thinking, seems like a really bad decision. I wonder why I'm doing this. Uh, I wonder when someone's going to come and stop me. Um, no one and it's one of those things that I think we all just had to learn that we just have to make the decisions afterwards to either oh, avoid the situation. responsible for my decisions? I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into all of that, um, I do have a very burning question, which was, how did you prepare those potatoes? Oh, um, <laughs> super straightforward. The other day, I made a fancy oil. So I had some leftover lemon and oregano oil. And, oh, uh, yummy. I, I cooked, did you infuse uh, it? I did infuse it. I did infuse it. Uh, and I chopped up the potatoes small, and I roasted them with some onions and big chunks of garlic for like an oh. hour and a half. Just kept stirring them. Just went back, stirred it again, longer. What 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 temperature did you put that on? Three seventy five. You start low. You start mm -hmm. low. You think this is going to take forever. It's going to take all day, but eventually they're done. That sounds amazing. Yeah, sounds it great. Really, it was really nice. Yeah, nice and simple. So Christian college, some time cap, <laughs> potato, potatoes. <laughs> um, and yet, uh, am I mistaken? We can totally cut this out if I am. Did you get married? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I was, although, in fairness, I also got married in Christian college as a joke uh, and had to get divorced. Did we, were we not hanging out then? Did I not tell you about that? 
please tell me now because if I didn't know, I need to know now. <laughs> this would have been either junior or senior year. Do you remember what year was it that Prop 8 passed? If it was junior year or senior year? I think it was junior year. I that think it right. maybe 07, 08? 08, yeah, because we, we graduated in 09. Yes. So uh, we went to, uh, as we mentioned, a Christian college in like suburban Los Angeles. Uh, and one or two towns over from our Christian college was a little town called Duarte. And there was this little strip mall in Duarte that had a really good Filipino restaurant. And right next to it, a little wedding chapel called the Duarte Chapel of Amore. And uh, one week I went to the Filipino restaurant and I noticed the chapel next door. And then later I was out with some buddies of mine and, uh, you know, doing that sort of usual, like, you're starting to develop a drinking problem, but it's at Christian college. So it's sort of like a load bearing drinking problem. So it's like, well, in some <laughs> ways, until later, I'm going to have to deal with it. Oh, and yeah. so <laughs> me and this like buddy of a buddy kept going on about like, and, I, and now there's prop eight. And like, this is so stupid. We could really show them like, I could marry you. You could marry me. We're not even in love, but you're a guy. I'm a girl. We could just get married. Stupid. So I called the chapel and I left them a message and the next day they called back and they said they had an opening and it was, just, it was like an escalating series of dares. Like nobody wanted to back down. So me and my buddy James got married. And then later my roommate said, you know, I, I didn't want to say anything cause it was really funny, but you know, if you're married and your parents claim you as a dependent on your taxes this year, they could get investigated for tax fraud. So. You guys <gasps> oh shit. Like, yeah, you can't just get married and then not <laughs> have it work out. I did not know that. I, I don't think we were hanging out at that point. That's hilarious. But um, maybe just yeah. didn't come up. But yeah, I had to get divorced. We thought we could get an annulment. You cannot get an annulment. It's oh, really no. an annulment. Because you're like, it was Is a it- joke. <laughs> I, I Wait, why can't you? I thought annulment was for like, if you don't consummate the marriage, right? Yeah. I mean, like, like me, it sounds like you got your ideas about annulment from maybe television. <laughs> 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 I thought it was like a like an also like a day thing. Like after thirty days, you gotta get divorced. No, so pretty specific reasons. Uh, you you if if one of you was married to someone else at the time, uh, if one of you was actually under eighteen when you got married and it wasn't actually legal, uh, or you were tricked or threatened into getting married, uh, which again, like you 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 have to really prove that like that you can't just say like oh they tricked me <laughs> um, they tricked me while i was drunk and had the idea <laughs> yeah, no, you have to have like actual evidence um i think the only other grounds are you could you find out that you're related by blood um oh. it's actually like a little sad, which is one of you has a quote incurable physical incapacity i think that's grounds for annulment usually that's a reference to like male impotence Oh, shut up. But again, like, no, that's like that, where they're not consummating them. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say, like, because then all that would have to happen is somebody would show up and say, like, but they could have had sex because, you know, they did it some other point with someone else. So, um, anyways, those are the only reasons you can get an annulment in California. And so we had to file for divorce. I did not have the money. I had to borrow 500 bucks from my buddy, Maddie. And he's like, I promise I will pay you back very slowly over the next two years. Uh, and, um, then I just kept my divorce papers and didn't tell anyone for a really, really long time. And we had to wait six months. We went to the courthouse and we brought all our paperwork and they're like, well, gotta wait six months for this to go through. Cause we need to make sure you know what you're doing. 
Oh my god. Oh my gosh. That's oh. Did your parents ever know about this? So <laughs> I mean, I know that there's a bit of a, a, a separation and that's, um, that's I didn't glad. tell them for years and years and years. And then I got sober in twenty thirteen. Oh, um, thank you. Um and then I think that at some point, but even like it was still years after that, eventually I was like, so I got I did I did get married. <laughs> congratulations once again <laughs> you know for a long time i was like i we're not going to be talking about that fair fair enough mm-hmm. but yeah really, so i thought you was, had a question at some point sorry oh no i'm just like two marriages under your belt that's great and still here <laughs> yeah, yeah. And second one was really fun um i had a great time nobody got mad i mean nobody was mad at me for getting married First time, I also forgot to mention both the guy I married and I at the time had girlfriends and we didn't tell them until afterwards. Um, no way. They didn't, didn't happen to be with us at the time. And we just, again, we thought it was really, really funny. So while you were going to your Christian college, you had a girlfriend. Yes. She had graduated from that Christian college and we had met like at a party off campus and it was very like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't tell anyone except for the like eight other gay kids uh, who all hang out. There, there was a huge witch hunt within our Christian community for like who the gay kids were, and apparently, myself and I don't know if you knew or were. Um, I'll bleep her name out, but we were both on this like supposed list. <laughs> well, because you've got such great like queer adjacent ally energy. Uh, <laughs> I did. Part of why, like, pretty fast on campus, I was like, you and me, dog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see you on a list of, like, lesbians, question mark. Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> no, I mean, that was that was the question all of growing up. <laughs> and even when <laughs> when people found out that I am married now, they're like, oh, really? Oh, to a man. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen, Trust that can me. take you I in do. a lot of different directions in life. But sometimes if you are a transsexual, a big question mark before. And I was like, now, why aren't you a lesbian? And then later, it's like, oh, you're cousins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, live your life. Choose your choice. Um, but yeah, so it was both very like, I don't know. It was both like very forbidden, but it was also very like, I was the dumbass who chose to go to Christian college. And so it was also kind of really hot of like, we can like hook up in the library and like no one will know and like <laughs> so it was also like, because fun. nobody's in here reading books mm-hmm. let's be real <laughs> just like wait until they take their books and leave um so, but yeah that was great she didn't love that i got married but she understood and i actually got to perform her wedding to her wife a couple of summers ago which was really meaningful and lovely i got to fly out to minnesota and uh, meet her and her now wife and um see a couple of people from from apu and perform a lesbian wedding ceremony in the woods, which was awesome. That's incredible. Wait, I, what's up with lesbians getting married in the woods, though? Like, I don't, It's it seems like it's a rite of passage. Like, if you're getting married. Is that what you're planning your wedding, Marie? No, no. I'm, okay. I am going against the grain and going to get married in a building. Yeah. But, yeah. but that seems to be yeah. a thing. Maybe there's an overlap as well with whiteness. Um <laughs> like in the in the venn diagram of different types of lesbians yeah you know outdoorsiness is a big part of it and sort of like the subaru to the ceremony yeah (laughs) 
Um, and obviously, you know, you got sometimes you got your like high femme ceremonies where it's like it's very indoors and there's going to be like five costume changes. But right. but these two, I actually was just texting with Jamie today and she just bought a couple of chickens. So she was really excited about that. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah. They're real outdoorsy, outdoorsy. Yeah. Oh, no. And like her wife was like just finishing training in like acupuncture school. And one of the amazing things was like almost all of the speeches afterwards, people were like, Laconia, it's so meaningful to get to know you, not least because you're such a good friend, but also you inspired me to go to our acupuncture school. And by the end of it, I was like, everyone here is going to acupuncture school. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like 90% of the wedding party was me training to be an acupuncturist. It was awesome. I love that. I love that. I've got a couple acupuncturist friends. So, yeah. Or it's doing the, what's the other one they do? Reiki? Is that? Oh, uh, yeah. okay. It touches you, right? But acupuncture, right. like, they touch you with needles. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I've told this story before or not, but at one point I had a friend, a lesbian friend, who um, invited me to come to the school that she taught at to teach improv to a bunch of kids. She's as, um, as like a payment because we can't pay you. Uh, I'll give you like a free massage and cookie meal. And I was like, oh, awesome. I didn't know it was Reiki. And so I was like, I was busted down, tired. <laughs> I was really, I was like, all right, just like make sure you get in on this like one knot. That'd be really great. And then she just hovered over my back and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, this, oh, this is what Reiki is. It's energy. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, I still have a back problem. <laughs> It's awkward. It's it's I I have no interest. The uh, only way that, that could have been better is if you'd said, "Can you actually go a little lighter on the pressure?" That's <laughs> wasn't that quick. I think I did end up falling asleep though, and she was like, "Oh, you were so relaxed." And I was like, "Yeah, well, nothing else was happening." And I was lying face down on the table. I might as well take a nap. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Oh man. So, Dan, are you are you still writing, Dear Prudence? Like, are, is there no? So, I did that for almost five years, and I think it's like it was an amazing job. I totally stumbled onto it by accident, and I think generally speaking, when people become advice columnists, they do it like their whole lives, and like in like the case of like Dear Abby or Ann Landers, they like pass it on to their kids. Like, it's a sweet gig, but yeah. because that was never the type of writing that I had like been hoping to do. I feel like five years, I was like, I don't know how much more advice I have. Like, I think this is about me and I have advised as many people as I can. And so I uh, I, I quit um, and then I wrote a book because that was part of my contract. And so I just did a sort of like farewell Dear Prudence tour for the book, which was really fun. But yeah, it's a mix of both like, man, that was probably the sweetest day job I'm ever going to have in my life. And I was kind of stupid to quit. And also like, nobody wants to read advice from someone who's like in it for the money and burned out like just <laughs> it's some true. fucking asshole who doesn't know you telling you how to live your life but is also clearly phoning it in nobody <laughs> <does> that. <laughs> well that's what what brought you to the decision of quitting or or stopping i you know i mean i think again just really like i had stumbled onto it it was five years it's a you know pretty high level like 40 questions a week uh, there's like a podcast, a column, and a live chat. It's it's a lot of advice. And there's just, you know, again, like, unless you are really the type of like Dear Abby person who's like, I this is my life's work. This is what interests me the most. This is the kind of writing I want to do the most. Um, I just eventually felt like I've run through all the life experiences that I've had. 
Um, and like, you were not that old either when you started that. that no, that I was. I was like 27, 28, and I I left when I was like 32, 33. So you know, people were getting my my Saturn return ideas, um, <laughs> which you know, like I, I again, like I had a wonderful time. I've I've lived a lot, but um, yeah, I just felt like it's 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 time, and so it's been really nice. Um, it was just an amazing job to get to have. It was like getting to be Santa Claus for five years. We we talk a lot on this podcast about quitting, getting laid off, uh, finding jobs, and finding new things. Um, how how did you execute your your quitting? I mean, not amazingly. Like I'm thinking right now about like what day job am I going to get to replace it? Sure. Um, and so I'm still figuring that out right now. But uh, you know, I also. I do have other sources of income and of I've been working more on books. So I feel like I've already forgotten your question, which was. <laughs> <laughs> it was essentially just like, how'd you quit? <laughs> that's the other thing. It's just like, I'm kind of a quitter. Like that's sort of like how I became a writer in the first place. Like I like to have some things lined up, but basically as long as it's like, I don't think I'm going to starve in two weeks. Like I'll often just go for it and see what happens. And, that, that, that makes it sound a little bit more like I'm just guessing all the time. It's not quite that, but I would rather quit something and regret it than not quit something and regret it. And that's not a perfect life plan and it definitely can lead you some problems. But I think I, I sometimes just need the fear. You know, it's a little bit like graduating from Christian college in 2009 with the economic crash. Oh, I'm qualified to be a youth minister and nothing else. What am I going to do? <laughs> right. And you sort of like panic and you write all the time that's very true that's how i got most of my writing gigs too <laughs> like, I, I feel like graduating in 2009 was bad enough but then yeah. especially from a christian college uh what was that like for you did you just like freak out for a few years because that's what i did one thousand percent and uh i mean i graduated with two degrees in psychology and in theater um which turned out to both be useless um but i mean i gotta <laughs> i have i have had every job under the sun um since then and I mean, it's still sort of like flaring to like figure it all out. And then, you know, also the main career goal of acting and doing comedy is on strike right now in every capacity that I have worked in it <laughs> as an actor or a writer. Um, so it's like those avenues aren't open at the moment. Um, so I've done a, so where Marie and I met was actually at a digital event company where we were both hosts. And um, we we both progressed up through the ranks and then were laid off uh, after working our asses off. But yeah. and then we started a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, the only reason why I ask is I also quit one of my many other sources of income this week. And it was one of those things where like I'm getting more used to quitting things that I'm like, hey, this feels like it's the start of something toxic. And I know Marie has also gone through something very similar recently um, where it's just like, it's getting, it's not necessarily the, like I'm burnt out on this experience, but I can foresee myself burning out ahead of time. And I like feel very confident and happy now that I made that decision. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what I used to, I think one of the things when I graduated, I would stay in things for too long. Yeah. Was whether it was relationships, whether it was living situations, whether it was a job that was just draining and like not actually making me money, but like helping me at least eke by. Mm -hmm. um, so I do love this idea of like 
quitting is not necessarily a negative thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel okay saying that because I don't think anyone's going to be listening to this show who's like, I guess I'll just quit my job tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's been a running theme in ours, but yeah. yeah. We I like think, to quit. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, you know, they know their own situation pretty well. And I think it's a little bit like transition. Where like, if you've been thinking about quitting, you should probably just do it. And like, if it doesn't work out, you can always die. <laughs> That's, I'm right on track. There we go. <laughs> Everything's going according to plan. <laughs> All right, like fuck it, just fuck around, see what happens. We're fuck all around and find out. Yeah. Say. <laughs> well, now it, is- it always works out. They say that with a big cheery smile on their face, like find out how good things will become. It's true, and you never know. And I, I totally also get that fear of the, like the free fall of like as soon as you quit something that is potentially stabilizing or income worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Marie, how are you doing this week uh, post leaving the other job? Yeah, I think um, for me, this has been like the first time I get to sit down since because, you know, I went straight away on vacation and been out of town. So I haven't really had to just kind of sit and be home yet. And yesterday I had a little bit of like a moment where I'm like, oh my God, I'm not working. What do I do? What am I going to do with myself? Kind of like freak out. Just, I was, I was like, oh, you don't have a job. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> you just, you're, you know, what are you going to do? Um, and so it's funny because um, I also had therapy this morning. And one of the things that we talked through was like, just we built us a basic routine for me together like i'm not even kidding you my therapist opened up a google doc and they're like okay so at minimum we're gonna shower i was like okay yeah i can do that you know like write that down yeah and so so we did we're like eat (laughs) walk the dog like just just so i don't get into this like self-destructive i'm never gonna find a job mode because it's i I think after especially leaving my last job the way i did i um i'm feeling you know i was already feeling some imposter syndrome and i think it just flared it up even more in me feeling like oh what jobs am i good enough to have because i wasn't good enough to have this one what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to get buried in that that sadness because I think that'll keep me. Because I I skipped an interview yesterday because I was like, I'm not qualified. I'm not even going to go through with this. And I never was that person before. Like, I'm, you know, just like I used to be like, fuck it. You know, let's just go. I'm not qualified. Maybe. I'm going to go try for it, you know, because that's what like white men do. Right. Like they're, they're not thinking I'm I may not be qualified for the job. They get the interview. They're taking it. So I I think that skipping the interview and like having that little freak out. I would like today we were like, let's just game plan for my life right now because I can't do this. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm doing as well as I can. Uh, is there not bored yet. Is there a little PTSD with like the last job saying that you didn't, I forget how they phrased it, but they, they said that you talked your skills up more than they were, which was not at all true. Yeah. Yeah. Like I misrepresented it, misrepresented my experience. And I was like, 
They said that she her. said it. Yeah, so many words, and oh, which I didn't. I, I remember very clearly telling her that this was going to be a new role for me, an upgrade. Because that's what you do. You like after a while, you you work in one kind of role, and then you upgrade, and you still and then you have to learn this the upgraded skills. And I was like, okay, so now I'm stepping up in my career. I'm going to have to learn some new things. I'm going to be there to learn some new things. I remember having the conversation with her before I got hired. And somehow she completely forgot about that conversation and was like, you're not good enough. So, um, which is always great to hear from a superior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you want to do about it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, she did something about it. She, she demoted me. <laughs> she <laughs> tried that no. I didn't. Well, she, she tried, tried to me. She tried to demote yeah. you with a $15,000 pay cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she said, sign this. Like huh? Sounds like you fought it off. Or Well, least- I basically, she, I said, well, what do I, what happens if I don't sign this? And she says, oh, well, then um, we'll let you go and give you a severance. And so yeah. I took the severance and I'm gone. <laughs> so, but I think now it's like, there's this hyper paranoia about jobs I'm applying for. Like, I don't ever want anybody to say that to me again. Um, like, I know what I'm capable of. So I think a lot of the problem with her is not that I wasn't capable of doing the work, is that she was a micromanager and wouldn't yeah. let me do the work. So, and I'm not a like, you know, I'm not a type A super step up takeover kind of person. I'm like, oh, you're doing it. Like, okay, I guess I'm just going to sit here and watch and support. Um, I did not have the personality to, to best her, I guess is what it is. So um, you were like, when I'm in, we arm wrestle this lady. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cause I think that's what she, she wanted to, I think that's what she needs is some people who are going to be like, no, you hired me to do this, move out of the way. Um, I, that's, great if you can be like that but uh but his thing she had hired people that were like that before and she still didn't listen to them so i don't know if it would have mattered but yeah i i think now it's just playing into the types of jobs i'm looking for i'm probably looking for lower jobs than i would have before um but I don't know. It's just a funny thing. The imposter syndrome is real. And that kind of like my, and I think it also kind of, um, I I don't know if I said this to you, Katie, but my dad always says that you rise to the level of your idiocy. So, um, (laughs) what's it called? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers? Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. 
More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. It's called The Peter Principle. That's it. It's yeah. By Lawrence J. Peter. Uh, and it's just basically if you do well in your job, you will be promoted until you reach the level of your incompetence. Yeah, yeah. So I that's why I'm like, oh, was this Peter Principal fight out then maybe? Um, I don't think so because I've been doing the work for years, but still it's making me feel like, oh, maybe I can't do it. <laughs> maybe I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would so much rather just be like lightly killed than have my <laughs> say hey well we want you to keep working here but for everyone to know that you have fewer responsibilities and make less money it's just like a big dunce cap on your head and maybe yeah. everybody throws stuff at you at lunch just like like who would say yeah like who would be like yeah that sounds great all my peers will just know i'm permanently in trouble and worse than you thought i was great yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's so degrading and it, it's so funny to me because also consider the source of where that happened where they had a lot of people leave. They had a lot of people quit. They had a lot of people like say, I'm not doing this job. So, I mean, if you go to the restaurant and you get food poisoning, it doesn't mean that you're the only one that will get food poisoning. <laughs> like, I think they're doing right. this to a lot of people. Or like, frankly, ma'am, if I could fool you, what does that say about your abilities as a hiring? <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I, I will say, I don't, I, I really believe that I represented myself correctly. Like, because here's the thing that's always been my fear is like interviewing, like, and being like, yeah, I could do any, I could do anything, but I can't do anything <laughs> at all. Like, there's a lot of things I know I can do, but um, yeah, just when she said that to me, I was, uh, I think it was shocking because she's saying I can't do the work that I have been doing for years, essentially. It's like, yeah. oh, then what 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 have I been doing all these years? What's been happening? <laughs> well, I just hope a bunch of terrible stuff happens to her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, same. Um, well, actually it's funny because um we're not Facebook friends anymore, but um Sure. That's another thing is she was very involved in our personal lives so like friends with us and all of our socials like she insisted and that was already kind of weird and creepy but she a friend of mine commented that they needed some suggestions for like vendors and like she commented and i saw that so i sent i had my partner send them a private message <laughs> i was like don't do business with her do not do not so I'm gonna keep planting seeds that way because yeah. she's she's terrible. I, I I think I think I was a demotion, what? Try to, how are you gonna ask me to take a demotion and then try to be buddies with my buddies? You can't do both of those things. Yeah, you can't have it yeah. both. <laughs> yeah, she's a I, I I was a token for sure. I think she saw queer black hire her so that way i can say that we're diverse you know she oh. loved to talk about how she was a a, a a counselor for the trevor project and has really cool close ties with the, the community i'm like no i have close ties with the community you once did a treasure trevor project event and that's it like <laughs> somebody hired you to do this event 
you don't have ties to the community believe also, me so like if you have ties to a particular community that you're not a member of let them say that you have a bunch of ties 100 you know? percent. yeah we really fuck with her like yeah and then you go, oh you guys come on uh, yeah. please there's nothing no she, she liked to tout it she loved oh she loved introducing me as you know oh, <laughs> so so glad to be gone for sure it just but still is really scary to be out here starting over um and not knowing where i fit in in this cruel world (laughs) (laughs) but i will survive as i always have i think we've all kind of been in that place of just like whatever is next is whatever is next and i mean that's what led me to the random ass i'll just say it the random ass baccarat thing that i was hosting uh yeah also played baccarat oh yeah especially in asian countries um um yeah i was hired to be a host to do color commentary for baccarat um which i mean everyone wants and um no one's getting but what's even better is that they digitized it as well so the card dealing was all digital and the players were all in their own little sort of zoom windows and then i would come in and be like what a great play but no one actually did (laughs) Uh. (laughs) yeah like what does that look like to to be a commentator on a because baccarat is just I mean, there's no skill to it. There's just... It's literally the luck of the cards. And so, I mean, there's a lot of superstition around it. And there's a lot of uh, superstition around the luck of it. Uh, Okay. I maybe popped off a few too many jokes. Um, But (laughs) I don't know. Um, (laughs) I was told that I was pulling my commentary out of my ass, which I don't know why they would say that. Um, Which... Which is absolutely true, one hundred percent. Like I learned <laughs> the thing, and then they wanted me to comment on it. I'm like, what, what am I commenting on? Um, and so the stuff that I would comment on that that's they ended up saying that <laughs> they said they said it in a very generalized term. They said that um, commentary like what I was doing was considered trashy or trash. Uh, I was like, oh, that's that's interesting and that's that's not a note that i usually get um and then we went we met again and they once again said that commentary was trash and i was like can you get a little more specific about what it is you're talking about and specifically who it is you're talking about they told me that i was in the bottom of the progressing people and um that there would be cuts coming soon if I wasn't careful enough. And I was like, okay. Um, So I told them, I was like, well then just fire me then. If I'm not making the cut, just fire me. And they were like, are you quitting? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing at the moment. I'd like to know what you're trying to tell me. And I asked them several times over, Hey, what, what specifically is it that you need me to do? What do you need me to do differently? That doesn't make me pull it out of my ass. Um, they had no comments. They had no constructive feedback. They didn't even know what they wanted 
to see in it. Um, so <laughs> I, was like, like, I don't know what I want from you. I just know that I hate what you're doing. <laughs> Legitimately, that was like, the, we don't know. But like when these two commentators who do professional like football commentating, when they do it, it's magic. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Cool. Could you just do something magic that effortlessly <laughs> brings people together and like creates this sort of special moment out of just a disparate, you know, room full of strangers? And it's like, I would love to do that. I would love to be able to create magic. It's like, can you just go win over this room full of people? Can you just be winning for once, please? Just like incredibly yeah. charming and lovable. Yeah. I mean, I try my best. I'm a freaking golden retriever in any room, but like, a, you wouldn't be able to see the audience. B, there's no feedback from the audience. And C, it's gambling, but not actually. So it's, I was like, all right, y'all, I, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I can see how these notes are going. And if this is in pre-production, this is not going to work out. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Lots of quitting in the air this evening. Yeah. God. Look what capitalism makes us do. Isn't it great? <laughs> Look how we suffer for capitalism. Uh, it's true. I mean, what what is the weirdest job post-college that you all have had that you literally just did it for the money? I mean, I think I've done all my jobs for the money, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, I don't know what other jobs there is. <laughs> um. Uh, I waited a bunch of tables. Uh, I worked at a bunch of blogs briefly that are no longer in existence. Uh, I, for a hot minute, had a job on the Stanford campus that took me into the Hoover Institution, which is like a right-wing think tank. So I was in the mailroom there for a little while. Um, the literal mailroom? <laughs> sorting some mail. Just sorting some mail. But I did once pass Christopher Hitchens on the stairs, so. And and did nothing. <laughs> I I did not take him out. I. I <laughs> Man, you are a quitter. You know, what I've done is I've saw, I've, I've hawked a lot of product. Uh, you know, everything like I used to be one of those samplers, you know, that you see in the store, everything from like kids stuff, like kids Gerber toys to alcohol. Uh, alcohol is always fun. Uh, serving, serving it, um, serving samples. Cause you can do that in some grocery stores. Uh, but I think uh, some of the like baby food we had to sample and stuff like who wants to, Nobody wants to try baby food out. Like, and it's already horrible. And then they ask you how many sales you got. And I'm like, you know, I didn't get any. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't sell anything. Who was I supposed to sell to? <laughs> I mean, I guess children, people with babies, but they're not sampling this stuff. Like, it's for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I ever had to sell anything, I would just, again, like, jump directly into death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm physically incapable of like bothering people and it would be it would, you remember that scene in Jane Eyre when she's like mostly dying from starvation because of embarrassment like she's <laughs> running, 
from St. John Rivers because she doesn't want to marry him. But she's just frankly like too embarrassed to ask anyone for food. And so she like wanders into one village and keeps thinking like, oh, I can't ask anyone for food. My clothes are too nice. And so she just stands in front of a woman for a minute and she's like, I cannot fucking do it. And she's like, I'll go to a meadow and wait to die. Oh. I messed up. This is when she's run away from Mr. Rochester and it's before she finds the Riverses. Uh, but yeah, I just, I really relate to that. Like, well, I am, I am in trouble, but I, I have no reason to talk to strangers. <laughs> well, actually, that's, that's funny that you say that. Cause that's how I've been normally when I'm like, I'm off work. I like shout out like, Hey everybody, what's uh, you know, I'm looking for work, help a sister out, connect me. Yeah, but I think this time I don't know because I'm like, uh, how do you know? I lost my job because my boss, my boss thought I sucked. Help me, like, you know, like, oh, so you, so you, are you gonna come suck at the place I refer you to? Uh, so yes, yeah, not the case, not the case, and you can always ask for help in whatever capacity. I, I can't always guarantee you I can help because <laughs> I did try to get you in on the Baccarat thing. And then I was like, oh, this went sour quick. <laughs> you always steal celebrity dogs. You could. Does that Brand- work? Well, what about that guy Ooh. who stole Lady Gaga's dogs? Oh, he did go to jail. He did go to jail. Mm-hmm. And I think he also assaulted someone too along the way. Well, uh, of course, if someone tries to stop you from kidnapping the dogs, you have to do what must be done. <laughs> if, you're really bad, you're like, if you're gonna commit you somebody, might well commit yeah no i'm really oh he was arrested and charged with attempted murder oh, <laughs> oh with attempted murder shot the dog walker uh, this is this was in really poor taste and i'm frankly <laughs> that you suggested it it's not okay to excuse me <laughs> like animal cruelty is no joke <laughs> Uh, yeah that's on us that's on us for suggesting it yeah because i I was about to go do it (laughs) i I will say last year when i saw house of gucci this is related because i'm thinking about lady gaga uh, (laughs) i didn't know anything about it i didn't even know the true stories that it was based on all i knew was like oh lady gaga and adam driver are in it and i liked i liked them i like the big height differential like he's so so little i think that's kind of fun it's like if if Tinkerbell fell in love with a building. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, were, they had like really sweet chemistry and they were like falling in love. And then they got married at like 12 minutes in. And I was like, oh no, that's too soon. I thought <laughs> too much like to go. Romantic kind of comedy about them falling in love. And this is way too soon for them to be getting married. Yes. Yeah. Really that's yeah. It's before the arch. So, you know, the story is only going to get more intense. I love that movie too. After I, I turned real snobby after that movie, uh, I was talking to talking down to everybody like I worked for Gucci. <laughs> I got excited, <laughs> became a whole personality. Work for Gucci until they give you a job. I've got a I got an old vintage Gucci bag. I could I could walk around with. This is so much better than my dog napping idea. So, <laughs> but the dog napping idea. Just sneak on in. I, I'll be, I, you know, um, honestly, selling designer bags really is gotta be 
one of the best and worst jobs ever. Uh, you know, it, you have to be an asshole a little bit, right? Because you can't have riffraff coming off the streets trying to buy your bags. But then when somebody does buy that bag, that's, you know, commission. Lots of money. So maybe I'll, I'll look into it. See, I'll see. How, do you think they have, do you think they take paper applications? Like, <laughs> like you, do you walk, you just walk into, into the Gucci store? store? And then, yeah. Like, I'm looking for a job. I've never seen one of uh, these before. <laughs> click, click. <laughs> um, I really beg you to do that just to say fuck it. <laughs> Um, I remember when, before I was going to college, I remember I had a vocal teacher who suggested that I go to Juilliard to audition for their dance program. And then, because I'm not a good, I can't, everybody knows this. Like, I, was say, I do me. not remember you being a good dancer. No, not at all. <laughs> my body was barely coordinated enough to walk. <laughs> this is why I tore my ACL. Um <laughs> But no, she's like, go and audition for the Juilliard dance program and then be like, I can't dance, but I'm great at comedy. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. Like, as fun as that sounds, gross. <laughs> but I'm going to suggest that to you. I dare you to go to Gucci and apply. I'm going to go in. I'm going to be like, do you take resumes or what? <laughs> Watch, are gonna, gonna, I should be like, let me sell you this pencil and you'll see how good of a sales salesperson I am. Right? Isn't that what all the sales job asks? You to sell them, sell I'm me this pen. Or the pen. Yeah. Just say, uh, oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're not good enough to buy this. And then just walk out with the pen. That would probably get me. The, that's more likely to get me the job. You know what I mean? Especially if I know I'll be like, I won't let anybody in that looks like me. <laughs> No. Not <laughs> for the listener uh, <laughs> i'm black <laughs> we used to be called black and white uh but now we're just napping through happy hour <laughs> oh man um is there anything coming up that you guys are doing this week anything that you're excited about more potatoes on the horizon. I, as, as soon as somebody asks me a question like that, my brain is like, I've never heard of anything. I've oh, never yeah. been anywhere. I've never talked to anyone. I've never heard of any sort of like entertainment properties or events that people go to. Yeah. I was born in a room three weeks ago. And since then, <laughs> one person like a banana. I mean, are you watching? Or we can't really talk about shows and stuff, but um, are you reading anything good right now? <laughs> my life, never. Huh. Um, yes, actually, uh, I've been reading. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the writer Sylvia Townsend Warner. She was a British writer in like the 30s, 40s, and 50s. I like her a lot. Um, she wrote uh, a, a book called The Corner That Held Them. That's great. And her partner uh, was named Valentine Ackland, uh, and was like a poet uh, and like a sort of. Uh, complicated alcoholic um and she wrote this great biography called for sylvia in honest account in i think like 1949 that was genuinely like a really moving like lovely attempt to kind of reckon with 
her alcoholism. And also at that point, they were like kind of trying an experiment whereby one of Valentine's other lovers was moving into their house. And it lasted like three weeks. It did not work out. But she was like trying to write something that would be like, I don't know why I'm like this. Let's figure it out. Um, and so it's like, it's great because I love old gay memoirs that include like being out, meaning like I had a coming out party to launch me into society in a gown. Um, wow. And wow. gay to be like delightful. So it's like coming out and gay, talking about a gay person, but not at all in the modern sense of the word is so fun. So she's like, I truly came out in 1923. Mother threw me a ball. Um, <laughs> um, but it's fantastic. I've really been enjoying it. Um, they had a really fascinating life together. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I love that kind of weirdness. Hell yeah. I love That's it. Awesome. Marie, anything coming up this week? Any good books or anything? Um, you know, I need to start reading so that I, <laughs> that so I can have that question and answer ready. Um, I will say um, uh, the party that my partner and I throw together um, is going to actually we get we get an hour at um, Outside Lands, which is a big, gigantic concert. Uh, three days. Um, we are on Sunday. The get to um, my, like DJ uh, for the queer and trans stage. So that's exciting. It's a big gig, big gigantic gig, and I'm totally excited about it. It's so exciting. And when yeah. when is that again? So it'll be Sunday. 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 Yeah. So it'll probably be over by the time this podcast airs, but, um, but I'm excited to hear how it all goes, how Nico does DJing because Nico's also doing a set, right? Yeah. So that's, uh, they're nervous right now. That's that's what they're practicing for, uh, right now, just uh, trying to get their set together because it's a big, big deal, big deal. Um, but I think they're ready. I believe it. Absolutely. Uh, and for myself, um, I probably have a show coming up with Nothing Burger. Uh, other than that, it is humdrum over here. <laughs> uh, I am reading Silo at the moment. Um, it's not the best written book in the world, but it is interesting. And I always like a good post-apocalyptic type of what's happening, what happened type of mm-hmm. story. Yeah. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm rocking with, um, which reminds me, I totally just got a Yelp credit where it was like, you've, you've reviewed so many Italian restaurants, you're going to get an Italian restaurant pin on your profile. And it's like, oh. I don't know what this means. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness. They have that apparently i don't know i like they also have like people that are constant because i just i don't know again it's the golden retriever part of me that like i like to review smaller businesses on yelp and like give them a big stupid long like review and i've had so many people reaching out to me that were like hey join our elite squad we think you'd be really great for this elite squad thing and i was like i don't know what that means and it feels like a scam that's true so this is the thing the elite they have special parties for elite squad everything you get to like they, it's yeah like it's sought after position to be in 
they they host special events for elites. I promise. Do you have to pay? I promise. I, I better. I if I do, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have to. I think. No, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. So they they invite you to special events and stuff and. Okay, because I've gotten like the same message from like three different people, and I'm like, is it just feels scammy? <laughs> feel that. I, I feel that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, all right. Well, I'll find out whether or not that's my next career path is elite Yelp reviewer. <laughs> yeah, put it on the res. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of where people can find us, uh, Danny, is there anywhere that people can find you or do you prefer to be in the room born three days ago i you know as long as i walk around my neighborhood with my dogs so (laughs) (laughs) fuck that follow daniel underscore m underscore lavery on x or twitter or whatever it is this year uh (laughs) and make sure you follow because they're hilarious marie where can people find you yeah you know i'm just um on Instagram, really, I tried threads for like two seconds, um, but just on Instagram and Mad Marie 13. Um, that's me. And you can catch all the updates and everything for um, their house parties and all that fun stuff and uh, more info on Outside Lands and more upcoming projects. And you can always find me at El Sassy Pants, E-L-S-A-S-S-Y-P-A-N-T-S, sometimes with a Z if you're on TikTok because Mark showed his dinger and I had to get a new account. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, my friends, remember that the universe is utter chaos, so please be kind to one another. Marie, are there any parting words that you or advice you'd like to give to everybody out there? Yeah, when you buy the most expensive Dave and Buster's play card, mm-hmm. um, don't leave it on the counter for anybody to take. Oh shit! Was that yeah. recent? Uh, yeah. So. Oh no! <laughs> how many credits did you actually get to use? I don't even know. Oh, how many? I don't know. Because I just, I'm a sucker. I play the ones where you get t- the easy tickets. All you do is press the buttons. <laughs> so. It's like gambling. But with more yeah, color. The, yeah, just like tickets. I want tickets. <laughs> but yeah. Left it behind. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a bummer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That hurts me in so many ways. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye! Ninety-one Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to Ninety-One Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.